Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Amen. Thank you. His glory. One day we'll see it. And we won't have to be destroyed, worried about being destroyed because we see it, because we'll be like him. What a wonderful Lord we have. Well, I left this morning to come over here and forgot my watch, so we're freewheeling today. <laughs> when I got here, I went on the Sunday school class and forgot to take my outline up to the boys upstairs, and it's laying over there. So you only need your Bible for three verses. You'll turn to Leviticus chapter 30, uh, 22. Leviticus chapter 22, verses 31, 32, and 33, and all of my seven points are in this three verses. Just taking the scripture as they are, and I'm, I'm not going to keep you over one or two o'clock, okay? But our message today is the blessings of grace. If you don't know by now, I love grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. I love grace. But as we read, the Bible says, therefore, Shall ye keep my commandments and do them? I am the Lord. Neither shall ye profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord which hallow you, that brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this portion of your word. Yes, you are the Lord. And I am so grateful that you are my Lord. Now I ask for your grace, your strength, your mercy. And may your will be done today. And touch those hearts that need a special touch. Touch each of our hearts. As we listen, as we pray. And as we seek your face, may your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have sung about grace. We have sung about love, the cross, trusting and obeying the Lord Jesus Christ. But as we look at that, God's great truths are worth singing about. It's worth our testimony to speak about all of these subjects. And it's refreshing and assuring to our souls to find how frequently Jehovah God reminds them and us that it was he who brought Israel out of bondage and us out of the throes of sin. It was him, not us. Sure, we had to confess our sins. We had to get on the right page with the Lord. But it was him who brought us out of the throes of sin, just as it was him who brought Egypt or the Israelites out of Egypt and led them to the land of Canaan. God can never forget the great salvation accomplished for his people, and he is constantly reminding them and us 
that he who saved them was still with them and for them. Now here he's talking about the nation of Israel. But isn't that the same thing that God says about the church in the New Testament? That he's with us, he helps us, he guides us, he gives us the Holy Spirit. Yes, in that desert, they had that fire and the cloud to lead them. Of course, the Lord was in the fire and the cloud, but today we have the Holy Spirit living in our heart and life. This is the same promise that he has for his church today. He reminds us of when we were, where we were, and the grace it took to bring us out of those situations and plant us where we are today, right in the middle of grace. Right here in this church. For you to serve, for me to serve, for everyone to serve a holy and a righteous God. Be reminded that he who gave up his son for us, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? What's our greatest need? And I think our teacher this morning in Sunday school brought that out. Salvation. The grace of God. We need that. But let us be reminded of the seven blessings of grace as we look at them this morning. And let me get my pages turned right here. But the first one is revelation, which is found in verse 31. I am the Lord. Go back and read the Bible all through the scripture and see God, see how God revealed himself to different individuals how he blessed them, how he used them to get his work done here on this earth. Look back as you, well, we can't, it, we're not old enough, but 150 plus years ago when this church was started, how those people looked to the Lord and the Lord led them and through the Lord's leadership down through all of these years, you are here today in revelation of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for all of us, plus all of those folks who have gone on to their reward, God reveals himself to each and every one. The Bible says, I am the Lord. God said that. If God is to be known, he must reveal himself. Put yourself in Moses' place. He saw the fire on the mountain, but he couldn't understand what it was and why it never burned itself out. But he said, one day I'm going to go find out what it's all about. And as he approached that bush that was burning, a voice came through, couldn't see anybody talking. Moses, whoa, take off your shoes, you're on holy ground. I am the Lord. And I've chosen you to go bring my people out of Egypt. Bring them to the promised land. Oh, no man by searching can find out God, but God reveals himself to us. Where would you begin to search? Well, right here's a good place. 
But can we ever find out everything about God? No, I don't believe so, because our minds just won't handle it. But the Holy Spirit lets us know those things that we need to know concerning God. The Bible says, I am the Lord of God. God revealed himself to us by Christ Jesus, the Lord, through the cross, by his grace and his love to each one of our hearts. Aren't you glad for grace? I've told you a hundred times, I love grace. I love the Lord's love because it helps me to understand how to treat people. If you don't have your love in your heart, you're in trouble. Especially the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, we may have the love of the world, but watch out if you do, and if you don't have the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, watch out. But the love of God and the grace of God, knowing that God is God, and the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God, Yes, there's the cross, there's grace, there's love. But Philip said to Jesus, show us the Father, and it suffice us. A question from the heart. How many of us have done that? When you sit down to read the scriptures, Lord, show me more. What I've just read or what I'm about to read. Lord, I need to know more. So that I might have the strength through your grace to fend off the devil. Man, the devil wants to destroy everybody's witness. But when you have that grace of God, knowing that God lives in your heart, what a time we can have being a Christian. Jesus answered, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. The Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Now, did you catch that last phrase? Whatever we do, it's not us. It's God working through us that's doing the work. I cannot convict anybody of sin. And with that in mind, I cannot save anybody from sin. God does the conviction, and God does the saving, and God does the calling of each individual to the work that he wants each one of us to do here on this earth. It's by revelation that God speaks to us. And what a revelation it is. You read the scripture, and all through the scripture, you see how God transforms just ordinary human beings walking on this earth to do great and mighty things for him. Have you heard and seen the invisible God in the words and life of Jesus? I hope you have. I hope you never forget them. Let's give him praise and honor because he has revealed himself unto us.
But the second thing we see is salvation. Verse 33. That brought you out of the land of Egypt. No, we didn't come out of the land of Egypt. We came out of the land of sin. Aren't you glad that Jesus was there to show you the way? He brought salvation to all who have been saved. You can't get it anywhere else, any other way, other than through the Lord Jesus Christ. When we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and only he can do it. What a wonderful Savior we have, and what a wonderful salvation we can obtain through him. Yes, Egypt was a land of bondage, misery, and fruitless toil. For 450 years, they toiled, dreaming about the promised land, about the deliverer who was to come and lead them out of Egypt into that promised land. But it also speaks of the deliverer coming for the church, for you and me, Jesus Christ, coming to Calvary's cross, to be nailed to that cross. And through his sacrifice of himself, taking our sins upon himself, we can be led out of bondage by the Holy Spirit unto that wonderful relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's him. It's his salvation. Yes, in their helplessness, in our helplessness, he pitied them and he pitied us. Brought them out by his mighty power. You read that Old Testament. See how many things God did to bring them out. All the plagues that he put upon Egypt. And of course, old Pharaoh's heart was hardened, led by the devil himself. Don't let those people go. Of course, now he wasn't saying that, but you can see it all through the scriptures. You let those people go, and the deliverer will surely come, the Lord Jesus Christ one day, because it's through those people in which he is coming, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Deliverer. He translated them from the kingdom of the darkness into the kingdom of light of his dear Son. We were walking in darkness. We were walking away from the Lord Jesus Christ. We were walking away from his grace and his love. And we thought we had it made. But on that Thursday night when God convicted me of that way, I saw for the first time I needed I needed God's wonderful salvation supplied by the Lord Jesus Christ himself saved by grace and nothing else amen and amen we couldn't do enough to be saved and that's why God sent his son Calvary's cross. Woo! Amen and amen.
Have you been grateful for his love and act of kindness and grace? I sure hope you have. I sure have. Because I look back to see where I was. I see what God has done. And I know where I'm going. Because of his salvation and grace. But we also see in verse 33. Adoption. I brought you out to be your God. To be your God. Think about that. Man, the Egyptians had many gods. All of those nations that were in the land of Israel all around there, they had many gods. But they did not have a God who could speak and create. They did not have a God who could be made known through his son. All they had was those idols that couldn't speak, couldn't hear, couldn't see, couldn't understand what we were going through. But Jesus Christ can, and he does for us today. He knows our hearts. He knows where we are. He knows where we're going. He knows what we're going to face. And that's why when he left, he sent the Holy Spirit to live in our hearts to help us walk this earth. Aren't you glad for adoption? I brought you out to be your God. Have we ever thought about the infinite goodness of God? You'll have to forgive me. Man, I can't even read it. I got tears in my eyes. Have we ever thought about the infinite goodness of God as revealed in these few words? I want to be your God. I want to be the one that you follow. I want to be the one that's going to give you help. I want to be the one that's going to bring you to my house, better known as heaven. I want to be the one for you to see the new earth that's going to be made, redone, just for you. All those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, I want to be your God, not just to be your God, but I want, you, want to help you in your daily walk and your daily lives as you serve me. Yes, we have been adopted by God himself, freed from the oppression of sin. Now, I'm not sinless, none of us, but we don't have to worry about that sin because Jesus took care of that on Calvary's cross. On that cross, he manifested all his grace and glory unto us. We are to be to him a people Do you claim to be a Christian? Are you one classified as his people, his person? And he is to be to us a God, a God who cares, a God who loves us, who, a God who waits for us 
to talk to him, to call upon him, knowing that he can hear and answer our prayers. He pledges to adapt all his riches, his grace, his attributes, and his character to our daily lives. Can you get any better than that? That's what he wants for us. He wants us to build a life worth living through him. I've brought you out to be your God. And as the scripture says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. What a wonderful Lord we have. Yes, we have been adopted, but we also have sanctification. Verse 32. I am the Lord which hallows you, sets you apart, lets you know how to walk, how to talk. I am the Lord which hallow you. Yes, he was speaking to the nation of Israel. But isn't he speaking to us today through the New Testament writers? I want to be your God. I want to set you apart. I want the world to know that you are different than what they are showing. I want you to know that I have hallowed you to be my servant, to be my child, to look to my help for your daily walk. We have been saved that we might serve him without fear in holiness all the days of our life. Don't worry about what man can do to you. We've got a better tomorrow. Don't worry about what man can take from you. They cannot take God's salvation away from you. They cannot take God's presence through the Holy Spirit from you. Yes, many things might go wrong, might be bad. But when we have the Lord and his spirit living in our heart and our lives, glory to God. Sanctification is the Lord's work. He gave his life to accomplish this. And he has a commitment given to us that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. They'll always be with us. But we must give ourselves to him. But we also see representation. Verse 32. I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. The children of Israel were commanded to speak about the Lord. We are and have been commanded to speak about the Lord. Go into all the world and make disciples. That's us through the work of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. Yes, we are God's representatives here on this earth. 
And he's expecting us to live up to that name. But what happens when we don't? Conviction. He'll let you know. He'll let me know. But what happens then? I hope conviction will bring us to our knees. Realizing that we need to pray. God, I need your forgiveness. I've strayed from your word. I've strayed from your call. I've forgotten about you. Lord, help me to be a rightful representative of you here on this earth. The holiness of God is to be seen in the holiness of his people. Be ye holy, for I am holy, says the Lord. Are we faithful and true representatives of the character of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? His dwelling place is our hearts. And a question, is he proud of our walk? Is he proud of our walk that's led by our hearts? Are we imitators of God as dear children as described in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1? We are to be followers, imitators of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to be an example or a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have to sound out the words of God. The word there is echo. What he has given us in his word. Are we echoing that word out to a lost and dying world? Yes, we are to walk worthy. Do we act like him? And are we speaking what we have heard through the word, through the Holy Spirit, from the message on Sunday morning or from the Sunday school class, are we speaking what we have heard? We are to be his representation here on this earth. But we also see there's prohibition. Neither shall ye profane my holy name. Yes, he was talking to the nation of Israel. But isn't he talking to the church today also? Do not profane my holy name. By our unholy and unworthy walk, by words we say, we profane the name of Jesus. We are commanded to be filled with the spirit of a holy God. He has promised to work in us to fulfill his will so that we can do of his good pleasure. I don't know about you, but one of the greatest joys a Christian will ever have is to win somebody to the Lord. Man, I remember that night I got saved. Man, I was happy. Woo! I didn't think it'd get any better. 
But watching that lost person come down the aisle or either you go to their house and you begin to witness to them about the Lord Jesus Christ and His love and His grace. And they call out to the Lord and ask for forgiveness of sin and they get saved. Man, it lifts you up just as much as it does them. But, God, but the devil don't want you to do that. Yes, he allows you to come to church on Sunday morning, Wednesday night. He allows you to go to work. But don't say anything while you're there. That's the devil's work. But how can we not speak of the wonderful love of the Lord Jesus Christ and all that he's done for each and every one of us? I think the Bible, as it speaks to us about the Lord Jesus Christ, will you shame me? I hope you don't. I hope I don't. Don't ever do anything that would bring shame to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't ever trample me underfoot. Don't ever do anything that would cause your testimony to be of no good. Don't trample me underfoot. Don't associate my name with evil. Just a few of the things that the Lord laid on my heart. Don't associate my name with evil. Be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. And we are commanded to be wholly separated unto him. And then the last thing, commission. Verse 31, therefore shall you keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. He's commissioned us. Keep my commandments. Direct words from the Lord to the children of Israel and also in the New Testament to the church. Keep my commandments. Walk as you're supposed to. Love as we're supposed to. Be gentle as we're supposed to. Have loving kindness in your heart. In your life. That's our commission. Along with go you into all the world. Lifting up the name of Jesus. Why? Because I am your God. I paid the price through my son Jesus Christ to save your soul. That's why. Jesus Christ says I am the Lord. The one who went to that cross took my sins, your sins, the sins of the whole world upon him. I have redeemed you, saved you, brought you into my family. I have set you apart. And we are to act like that, like Christians. You are to hallow my name. We are to be holy. We are to act like him. We are to be like him. And we are to love 
like him. It's your delightful business to keep my words and to do my will. Mary sat at the wedding in Cana of Galilee. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. I know it was at a wedding. They had run out of wine. Jesus can do something about it. But as he speaks to our heart and life today, whatever he says, do it. And we will never go wrong. Because Jesus has us at heart. He wants us not to be bogged down with all the rules and regulations and everything, but to live by his grace and serve him, lift up his name. Whatever he says, do it. She knew the blessings of faith and obedience and the power of the Lord. Even though Jesus hadn't really shown a whole lot of power up to that point. But one day, Mary, as a young teenager, an angel came to visit. This holy thing which will be born of you is the Son of God. And she knew from the very beginning that this child was going to be different. Whatever he says, do it. And that's what I want to leave the church with today. Whatever the Lord is calling you to do, whatever the Lord has told you to do, it will be to your best interest, to the best interest of the church, and to the kingdom of God that you do it. Whatever he calls, he will give you the strength. He will give you the power. He will give you everything that you need through the Holy Spirit to accomplish what he has called you to do. Whatever he says, do it. You here today and lost? Well, what does the Bible say? Come unto me. I can help you, says the Lord. Confess your sins. Ask me to be your Lord. And the Bible says, I will do it. And I will save you and make you one of mine. <laughs> Nothing any better. And that's the invitation I want to leave with you today. Not only to the lost, but to the church. Have all of us set ourselves apart for the work and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and to the church. Whatever he says, do it. Thank you, Lord. You're great and wonderful. Thank you for your power, for your love and your mercy. And Lord, if there is one here that's lost today, or several, draw them to you and give them that strength to call out to you. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.